Welcome to episode number 331, Scaling Your Business 101. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Anthony, and Heck. Scaling Your Business 101 in this episode, we have special guest, Anthony Weinkoff. We cover topics that range from finding your niche, demographics, dialing in on location slash space, logistics, legality, leadership, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Maxwell and Jim Roan, guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Anthony, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's good to be back. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we have here, right before we hit record, we were just talking. Uh, I believe you're here around nine months-ish ago, episode 296 uh, with Embrace Tutoring. So, a lot has happened in the last nine months. It has, yeah. yeah. It's it's been exciting. It's good, and I noticed you, there's a there's a handful there of like scaling leadership. Uh, what what else you say? Legality, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Feel free to sort of uh, channel the conversation any way you want. Um, okay. But it's yeah, it's been it's been a blessing. Honestly, we've we've opened up a second location. We're getting ready to relaunch a third location. Uh, we're getting also. Various inquiries to, to move forward and scale to a number of other organizations and nonprofits and institutions that we work with. Okay. Uh, we, I'm trying to think last time. Uh, last time we spoke, I think later that week, we became the official test prep provider for Rutgers University. Nice. <laughs> so, wow, and I remember awesome. you telling me you were thinking yes. about doing your MBA. So yeah. it's been, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a ride. It's been good. And for any, anyone listening that didn't have a chance to go back, I would definitely suggest you to... Go back and uh, listen to what did you say? Two ninety six. Yep. Right back. Oh God. So <laughs> back in two ninety six. But um, we own uh, Embrace Student Educational Services. We specialize in academic roadmaps, as well as test prep, diagnostic testing, college counseling, etc. So we we tend to specialize in creating these roadmaps for students who are applying to either college, graduate school, perhaps they're applying to even high school, um, and then we then match them with experienced and talented. Uh, tutors in those in those particular subject areas. So that that's essentially who we are and what we do. Um, but yeah. All right. So for switching up purposes, where last time we talked a lot about embrace tutoring, mm -hmm. the what you what you offered, right? The product yeah. and service. Yeah. So let's talk a little <clears throat> bit about. We wanted to talk about growth here, right? Yeah. And scaling your business. Um, so what do you want to know? So what I want to know <laughs> Spit it out. is first basic question. What's the best thing about being an entrepreneur and businessman? And what's probably one of the toughest things about being a businessman slash entrepreneur? Oh, God. Okay. Um, hmm. <clears throat> the best thing is being able to provide value to our audience, yeah. specifically a lot of the students as well as the families that we work with and mm -hmm. sort of seeing that 
transformation of having them gain a lot of reward, right? As they're as they're working with us, that that's easily the the best thing. And then probably also at the same time, working with a really good team of tutors and staff, and and uh, you know, building that culture mm-hmm. where you know they they enjoy it and they get to pursue their craft and their passion at the same time. I would say that that's easily the best. The hardest is. There are a lot of, you know, as the business begins to scale, there's a lot of moving parts, yeah. right? It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of balls up in the air, so mm-hmm. to speak. So you kind of have to adapt and juggle. And every once in a while, you're, you know, you're using your foot like a hacky sack, right? Yeah. And you're, you're yeah. being a little, yeah. right? You're improving a little yeah. bit to sort of see where <laughs> things go. But, but yeah, I would say there's there's always, it's like when you, when you kind of get comfortable and uh, you, when, when you when you start to get comfortable with everything and then it's when you will now i want to break down another wall now i want to f- figure out how to move things forward yeah every time that that moment of progression comes through where you want to move things forward that it just makes it a little bit more challenging a little bit more difficult yeah. because we're no longer in that same zone right yeah. we're no longer in that same level of predictability it's yeah. great when you get there and don't get yeah, me wrong yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you get in the zone yeah. and you figured everything out and it's it's nice and easy it's it's great but then as long as we want to continue to innovate and sort of push forward and, and think ahead, there will be challenges, and those unforeseen challenges are easily the the most right. That that that's the hardest thing of kind of keeping up with, because you're always on. Yeah. Like some jobs, you you can sort of I don't want to say check out, but in this, you're you're constantly learning, you're constantly in doubt. It is not for the faint of heart if you're not a lifelong learner, yeah. right? Because there's going to be things you're going to need to do, yeah. even now with all of AI functionality, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a whole new yeah. <laughs> endeavor yeah. that's coming out. So, Absolutely. and some people are, okay, well, how do we, how does this involve us? And and those I feel like that are very good at business or entrepreneurship kind of embrace it of yes. you know, moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so someone heard that response and they're saying, all right. The, the good outweighs the bad. I want to move forward with starting my own business. What's the best way for them to dial in on the niche that they want to pursue? And if it's a good one. Ooh, that's, well, they have to, I would definitely say they need to go and get their feet wet first. Yeah. They need to do whatever it is that they would like to do, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, any, in any type of field. They need to get the, their experience within that field really hone that skill or that craft, uh, surround themselves with really valuable people in mm-hmm. that, in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then there, then it comes down to the, the general business logistics, right? You have to probably speak with an accountant. You might want to speak with a lawyer, start researching and doing a lot of market research in terms of how will you position yourself as a, as a niche or what yeah. value do yeah. you intend to bring? Yeah. I hear, actually, there was a, there was, oh God, there was this, um, people are sending it to me on TikTok nonetheless yeah. of a girl who just pitched this idea. Have you guys seen this? Mm-mm. The babysitter? No. Oh God, you should, you should look this up. So there's, <laughs> there's a babysitter who was with her. Uh, she's watching these kids and none of the, she's noticing none of the kids in the room are, <laughs> are uh, talking to themselves as she's babysitting. So she says, you know, we, we should do guys. Here's a, here's a foundational idea. Let's, let's have a phone in the house with a landline where the kids can kind of like talk to each other with that landline. And everyone is laughing because that's something that we did, you know, yeah, for years yeah. and years and oh, years. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. But, but I feel like that, so people have ideas all the time. Yeah. But you need the foundational and the kind of the market research to say, how's this been done? You know, why hasn't it worked? You know, what, what areas can I use to improve upon? And then if you really do have a really good idea, if it hasn't been done, it's because 
you've done the the market research to say, well, how can I how can I push this forward into the market, and what will I do? How will I position it? Yeah. How will I sell it? How will I structure it? What's the um, What's the general business model, right? Is it SaaS for yeah. subscription as a service? Am I doing a general service where maybe you're doing a barbershop, right? Mm -hmm. So all, all of those things go together, all the little things, all the details. And within that market research, you're also sort of dialing in on who your demographic and your market is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah you need to have really tough conversations with yourself of, you know, who, who will buy my to my product right yeah. what what value do you bring if yeah. that's if that's the case because someone's buying some sort of value that you're bringing yeah yeah how do you take how does one so someone they started a business they made the decision to start a business they found the niche that they wanted to uh you know come out with they launched they're doing well one of the biggest things I think that doesn't necessarily get talked about enough or a lot, if it is uh, mentioned, is customer feedback. And what I mean is a lot of times we're shopping on these websites, you know, the big, the big ones, uh, Amazons or what, of the world, and you see how many stars it has and right and the customer ratings, yeah, <laughs> ratings and the customer yeah. uh, feedback. It's almost like before I purchase anything, I literally go to that, yeah. do my little mini market research, and I'm talking about you know household items. I just want to make sure I'm not buying you know sure. some, some wild Mickey thing Mouse or, yeah. product, right? <laughs> and then yeah. so yeah. and if I read thing, anywhere so. between <laughs> five and ten like convincing you know you know comments, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like, yeah. And then the price makes sense or whatever. Yeah. Bang, yep. I go. What is your take on that? Like, how valuable is having that customer feedback? Well, I think in today's world where testimonials and right. word, of, word of mouth is always going to be king. Right? Yes. Because you Absolutely. trust your friends, you trust your family, you know they may have gone through those similar experiences. So you're always going to ask your friends and family first in terms of, hey, do you have a suggestion for, you know, X, Y, Z, right? And we were even talking about, Right. Owning dogs earlier, right? Yeah. When I came in and yeah. immediately I recommended three, four places. It was That's like, right. here's your, here's your new doggy daycare, yeah. right? Here's your new <laughs> yeah. doggy spa. Here's your new doggy. This, this yeah. is the right. And, and I guarantee you, you'll probably go and you'll look up at least two or three of those places just Absolutely. because mm -hmm. of the, you know, the general recommendation. But then it comes through the follow through of having enough of a digital, enough of like a digital brand where that company has a proven you know, a, a, a proven longevity where you're going to go and you're going to, you're going to look at them and they're going to have hundreds of reviews yeah. and they're going to be recent yeah. and they're going to be authentic, right? They're going to be written from actual, right? Uh, clients and customers. Video is huge right now. So yeah. if there's, if there's any sort of video testimonials, that's going to go a long way. You'll probably check their social media brand or their presence. You'll probably look at, uh, you know, you'll probably go there, right? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like a lot of people under, underestimate this too, but the experience is, yes. is a very big deal yeah. because you don't obviously just want to be able to be found from digital marketing or Google or Yelp or, right, you in, insert, you know, search engine here. But the actual experience of when, you, when, when that individual first walks in to either purchase your service or your haircut or your, right, doggy daycare, it's going to make, if you have someone at the desk, if you have someone greeting you, the follow through also, right? Yeah. Again, it's in the details. One of the things that we do at Embrace is you visit the website. We have hundreds of reviews and testimonials. We yeah. have video. We have uh, success stories featured every day. 
of students who have been accepted to their you know, right, to their top choice schools. That's awesome. They're incredibly excited. Right? Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah, smiling. Yeah. Here they are. Yeah, right? They have all the uh, you know, various uh, college scholarships and such. So we, we focus on the idea of success, right? Yes. We focus on the idea of, of opportunity. And a lot of companies will, will position themselves and, well, what do I want you to think of when you think of my company, right? Yeah. What do I want you to think of when you think of my brand? And sometimes it's convenience, sometimes it's flexibility, sometimes it's luxury. Yeah. And we try to encapsulate a lot of, a lot of that in our brand. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I know for sure in terms of market research it goes it goes a really long way because yeah. you want it, you want a time to tackle a little bit of everything but customer relations is is incredibly important yeah overall so speaking of uh, the feedback and then maybe talk a little bit about the source of the feedback and possibly some discernment and what I mean is who the source is giving the feedback and possibly what their intention is. And I'll give you an example. Yeah, I was like, you're going to need to elaborate so, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so I, had, I know a person who was sort of grandfathered in on a, um, we call it, almost like a motivational speaking, I don't know, like he went, he went on these gigs where he's giving motivational talks to schools, mm -hmm. uh, like local schools, universities, got on large platforms, whatever. He was sort of the sound guy for his father, right? Okay. His father passed passed on, and he sort of took over the business. He's like, I was born into this. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to say. He put his twist on it, and it turned you know the customer base of what his father had built more than half away. They gave him all this negative feedback. Oh, you're not your dad. This was terrible. Uh. You should stick to what your dad's message was. Um, uh, that's how. That's why your dad is successful. So, but he stuck to his guns, and expanded the business by literally twenty x or mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. wild. Like he yeah. blew it out of like at his dad's numbers. The Gary V syndrome. Yes, right. No. It was just yeah. like you're like standing back. Like it was almost. But he stuck. So he heard the feedback. But at the same time, he was he knew what his mission was. He knew what he can bring, and then also he understood that what he brought to the table, what his dad brought to the table, although it was the same profession, was different. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, so I, I think there's, and I, again, I'll try to be a little bit more pragmatic and yeah. certainly for anyone out there that's, that's listening in terms of like, well, how do we scale? What do we right. do? Right. Um, I, I think that because we, the, the first few years of business, we initially were doing private tutoring, one-to-one -one students and a huge concentration of test prep, right? SAT, yeah. ACT, because when everyone thinks of, hey, what test do I need to take? Like hypothetically need, most people start to take start to associate the SAT. Yeah. We had one test prep class, I think six or seven students or five or six students in that class all got perfect scores. Wow. And then it just went right and it just blew up. Yeah. So then based upon the need of really what was going to make the biggest difference for our students, they then wanted to start to apply to, you know, various colleges that were incredibly selective and we kind of had to revamp our model. Yeah. So our model was no longer just, Hey, we're going to do test prep and kind of miniature classes. And, and, you know, mathematics tutoring, if you will. Yeah. Now we're going to do full-scale, holistic packages. We're going to offer the shebang. We're going to go out and hire hundreds of people that are specialists in this field. We're going to hire the best college counselors we can find, right? Yeah. Actual college admission staff from around the country at very, very good universities. And we then kind of extrapolated that model so it was more holistic. Okay. But the challenging part to that, and yeah. that's kind of what what you're elaborating on is 
the communication back to our audience. Mm. So for instance, we did not do classes for quite some time because yeah. most of our audience was all electing to do private tutoring. Yeah. To this day, we still get we would still get tons of questions for classes. We do run miniature classes and we are associated with various test prep um, high schools and we're the official test prep provider, for instance, for you know, Bucks County Technical High School, Commonwealth League in High School, Harry's oh, Truman High School. Yeah. So we are those people that go into the schools and, yeah. and actually offer that class as an elective. Yeah. But a, the very core of our business is those holistic kind of customized private tutoring packages yeah. that, that we offer. And communicating back to our audience and saying, hey, here's what we're doing that's different. And, and I think to tell you the truth, I think, I think it worked because we already had proof in the pudding, right? Yeah. Like we already had these six or seven kids who had gone through our program who were now like, I want to apply to some of the, the best universities in the world. And we kind of had that recipe yeah. in terms of what they were doing. It would be yeah. like almost no one believed in our restaurant and we're like, come try this meal. Yeah. Like, tr trust me, trust yeah. me, it's going to be good. And, and that has just continued to, hey, this has done really, very well. But yeah. us, us consistently providing more into that package of like, this is a new thing we think is going to benefit your child, right? Yeah. Here's a health and wellness consultant yeah. that's going to speak to your child about anxiety or, or just general um, health and wellness and coaching, right? Or, hey, here's a financial aid expert that we're going to pair you with. So that way you can... So we're constantly giving these things in addition, mm. almost kind of like a restaurant sending out an amazing appetizer. And you're like, I didn't know I was getting this. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is the best. Yeah, yeah. So that, so we do that in addition to the private tutoring and the heart, it's been easier for us because we think we're kind of a little customer obsessed. Like what can we do to tweak the recipe or the model, if you will, that's yeah. going to benefit our students more. And that because of the success that they've had, it just gets easier and easier to uh, communicate that back to mm. the audience. But then that communication is in our brand, it's in our reviews, it's in our testimonials, it's when you visit our website, it's in the videos. So it's it's very uniform in terms of like who we are and basically what our message is. But I feel like a lot of businesses will fail, not fail, but like have that hardship if things aren't aligned in terms yeah. of the message, Yeah. right? And that's... I think that's where, or they just don't have the, the acumen of like, how do I improve my digital marketing? Or I didn't even know I had a Yelp page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. okay, or you should probably, like, even, yeah. even something as easy as making sure that your Instagram photos have a rhythm, mm. right? Or when you post or how consistently you post yeah. or having a marketing strategy or do you use, you know, e email marketing blasts. If so, how do you use SMS text messaging? Who do you target? Why are you sending out the same, you know, are you sending out the same type of uh, emails to, you know, client A versus client B? If you're customizing it, how are you customizing it to what, you know, demographic or group? There's a lot of little things to consider, but the more that you communicate and position your business, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And even like there's certain big box stores that, that have different offerings at different locations depending on the demographics yeah. like yeah. there's and, and i know this because there's times where i worked uh when i worked in the city of philadelphia and i would stop at a 
you know, maybe it was Christmas time at a Macy's or a Sears or a Target, whatever. Mm -hmm. And what they had at the in Philly was totally different than our Sears, Macy's, and Target here. It was interesting. Yeah. It was yeah. like legitimately different brands and everything. Um, and so they obviously tweaked what mm -hmm. worked best for mm -hmm. you know those areas. Um, and we do we do something along those lines where yeah. most of the audience we deal with is very invested in education. They're fairly affluent. They're the type of people that can, hey, I can have a personal trainer every time I visit right. the gym, right? It's right, not, right, it's right, right. those type right. of people. Exactly. But we also have individuals where maybe they just want a little bit of an edge. They're not looking to invest a ton of money, but maybe their son or daughter just wants a crash course. Yeah. That's where the classes or that's where the virtual classes will typically gotcha. come in. Because then we can appeal to a much larger audience where it's more financially responsible, I would say, yeah. right? Or a little economic. You're never going to beat the attention of one-to-one -one private tutoring. But yeah. if you're looking for any sort of, hey, I just want to yeah. get in a better idea of what to expect, or I want to ease my son or daughter's concerns and maybe help build their confidence yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. can I do a quick crash course online? You know, and, that, and there, there it's actually really interesting because sometimes there, our students will log in and then they'll see from Chicago, they're from California, oh, they're from Texas, cool. yeah. and the students are like, "Oh, this is this is much bigger than I, yeah. th than yeah. I thought." And then they'll see their friends; they're both from New Jersey, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, do you? Hey!" And they didn't even know they were both taking the class at the same time, and awesome. they go to the same high school, and it's like, "Hey, I didn't, you know." Yeah. But so we use we use the virtual dynamic to kind of appeal to that type of audience. But gotcha. you know, but the more the more that we have on our plate, the more that we can service people that you know we're just going to bring value to. So earlier, uh, when we um, started our conversation, you mentioned that you re you're relaunching a third location. So talk a little bit about that, the word relaunch, what does that mean, or where you are with that, or maybe I misheard you say that. No, 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 so that, that's a good, so we're, we're still doing, so there's a lot of market research that goes into where we choose places. And gotcha. I, I don't know how much I can tell you, but I like you guys, so yeah. here we go. Right? So, <laughs> so Let's go. Bas basically, our model, okay, here we go. I'll give you. I'll give you the bread and butter. Yeah. Our models is very invested in terms of uh, in terms of families that are invested in education, gotcha. and a lot of times that generally follows independent schools, mm. right? A lot of our private school sector, a lot of our private school audience, or or areas where the high schools are uh, incredibly academically rigorous, right? Yeah. Like that, generally speaking. So where we actually have a location would be like the mainline PA. Okay. Um, it would be like Chatham, Summit, New Jersey, which is about 20 minutes west of New York. It would be New York City, or it would even be like Bethesda, McLean, Virginia, et cetera. So yeah. those, those types of areas, yeah. right? And we know that most of our customer audience, the mother's doing majority of that decision-making, yeah. right, with, within the home. Um, so we've, we've intentionally, you know, positioned ourselves where, because we know that, most the uh, the father and the mother are both making decisions. Don't get sure, me wrong, right? Sure. But but initially, mom is calling right yeah, for the yeah. for, for the first initial yeah. consultations. Mom nine out of ten yeah. times, um, and when they when they contact her, so they call. We realize that you know uh, a lot of the the mothers that we typically work with, they tend to uh, focus on certain areas in term, in terms of like where they like to shop, mm. uh, various places, et cetera. So we actually target those places as well. We try to align ourselves in that demographic uh, for where they are going to be located. Got it. So we are relaunching our Bryn Mawr 
facility as well as Villanova. We're still considering when, right? But we had it initially before COVID. Okay. And COVID hit, mm. and there was such a rise for virtual tutoring. We didn't necessarily. We literally moved in. I think just a few weeks, <laughs> or actually a few few months. Oh, and COVID hit. So we, yeah. yeah, we relaunched. It was great. We're like, this is <laughs> this this is exciting. Then COVID hit, and then there was a delay mm. in terms of actually needing in person private tutoring because of the pass fail system and and other things that um, that came about. So. We actually have a very good relationship with those uh, the, the property managers in that area. So we are considering relaunching in that area as well because of the relationships that we've built with those people. And we've already, we know exactly the square footage we need. We know the, the flow of our facility. We know how it's gonna be utilized. We have the tutors or the workforce in that area. That's what I was gonna ask, okay, yeah. yeah. So we've done all of our, we've done the market research, we've done the marketing, we've done the branding, we've done the hiring, we've done the legality. We've done uh, insurance protocols, which don't sleep on that for anyone watching at home, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, yeah. We've also investigated the tax situation, where if we wow. do more here versus New Jersey, how will that input impact the flow? Uh, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of little things to, to consider, but yes, yeah. we've, we've started to, to cross a lot of those boxes off. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we did the same for West Windsor. We just opened up in West Windsor fully okay so that we're focusing on more now because ironically after covid we then had a surge of west windsor princeton students wow. so we then said okay let's let's open up in west windsor princeton because currently that's going to fulfill our need more and and then we'll relaunch in Bryn Mawr, uh villanova so when you're doing your market research, you had mentioned AI earlier in a conversation. How do you bring all these like oncoming, even if they're not directly affecting you today, how do you almost bring in the future to your decision making? Does that make sense? You mean kind of like, can I foresee where the market yes. is going to go? Yes. Well, the most, I mean, the biggest thing for us is it's a little bit easier because we're positioning ourselves purposely around schools. Yeah. And the schools isn't schools not going anywhere, right? Yeah, so that's yeah. that for us. That's the yeah. it's a little bit easier because yeah. we know that okay, there's going to be the school here, and we do market research and we find out a Starbucks is going around the corner. Yeah. So if we ever have overflow, yeah. then we know well our students can meet at the coffee shop, yeah. right? So that's that's sort of a you know that that's not where we want things to happen, sure. but we know that you know we immediately think kind of like Plan B, yeah. And then we we circle back and we look for the facility that we want with the space that we want. We already have an abundance of, uh, I would say, furniture that's all matching intentionally. So that nice. way we can just take that furniture and set it up in the rooms. We already have branding and paint palettes. And nice. I actually do. I still go and I paint <laughs> some nice. of the facilities, nice. right? My wife and I were like, yeah, yeah it's clean. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. It's yeah. great. So, yeah. You know, awesome. so we, we already have the, we already, we already have the things picked out. And the luxury that we have is that a lot of it is one-to-one, -one, right? It's a lot of one-to-one -one meetings, a lot of one-to-one -one rooms, mm -hmm. And then the real, actually, for anyone listening home, the real bread and butter is figuring out how to get the most out of the space mm. as much as possible. Like yeah. right now, for instance, the space is not being utilized, right? right? In, yeah. in this. And so what I thought of was let's align ourselves with other individuals who can provide services that are affiliated with ours but are not our service. Mm. So for instance, let's say child therapists, financial planners, 
individuals who we also work with, yeah. right? So they can refer to us and we can refer to them and that we will bring them on as a potential subletter. And then together we will, ho we will co-host networking events. Mm. So realistically, we act as directors to a couple of networking groups um, in New Jersey as well as this area for Bucks County. And that brings in a pipeline of testimonials and referrals but then also at the same time, it incredibly lowers our cost yes. of, of you know, space and we're using the space yeah. as yeah. much as possible. Like yeah. this would be the perfect place to do like a little speakeasy after dark, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, because it's even got the smell right? yeah. for the yeah. sand and fog. Right? <laughs> sure. so, so basically what, it, what I figured out was, well, how do we get the most out of the space, align ourselves with other business professionals and reduce our expenses so that way we can sort of go into any area, any space with the right people and it's minimal, right? Yeah. We, we basically, we pay, we don't really pay that much in terms of our facility usage because of the people that we have come in and, and also help kind of sublet that cost. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, I love that you said you guys have, you know, furniture on deck, you have the color palettes already picked out. It just reminds me of having a system in place, right? Yeah. You yeah. know what works. What yeah. works for you all, yeah. right? There's a headache to get there. I'll admit yeah, that, I'm, but yes, yes. And I'm sure there's like <laughs> tweaking here, tweak yeah. that, till you fully have it dialed into what you have today. And even probably in a year from now, you'll add and change something else, right? Yeah. What's the importance, though, of having a system? I love hearing that there's a system to even the paint. Because it's like, you know... Out of experience, you know what works for your yes. you know, product and service, right? Like yeah. this works, guys. Let's no need to, you know, totally pick a new color palette for the very next facility. Yeah. This yeah. works. And then later on in the road, if we think we want to change it up, fantastic. But I love having the system in place, right? Because it's gonna predict almost predict your success. Yeah. Because you already know what works. Yeah. So talk and, about the importance of a, even that well, being a system. The, 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 the first system that we ever created was what we called our best practices model, mm -hmm. which is, and and I and I I don't I, I didn't I don't take full credit for this, but when I was tutoring before uh, doing Embrace, I ended up having almost forty to fifty students that I was working with, 40, 50 families I was working with, wow. on top of my full time teaching job. Wow! And I started to think to myself, I was like, I am not the greatest chemistry person or biology person that has ever lived, or mathematics person. Right. Why does everybody yeah. want to work with me in terms of tutoring? And I realized it was a lot about customer relations. Mm. It was a lot about communicating to the parents, setting a quick progress report after the session, which took me like three, four minutes. Yeah. But if I did that, it was, I was probably like three to four. I did data one day. I think it was like five times more likely to get a referral wow. from that family. So my whole idea was wow. how, do I, how do I get to a point where I can get a referral mm. from that family because then they would start doing it. Uh, like I personally started doing like neighborhoods okay. where I would tutor every kid on the cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So then I thought to myself, well, how can I take this idea or this model and then kind of extrapolate it to embrace? Yeah. And my business partners came in who have been fantastic. And Andy is like, 
Andy is the systems guy. He's like yeah, a yeah, systems yeah. genius. I love that. To, a little bit too much so. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So I'm like, Andy, just call this yeah. person. He's like, yeah. well, I already have it all set up, so that way it's, you know, like <laughs> a- Andy's whole, Andy is just trying to make it so automatic. Right, right. That like, he's like, no, they have everything they need. I was yeah. like, but people may not be able to figure it out as much yeah. as we yeah. take it for granted. So yeah. we've, we have it's a system. A personal touch. Yeah, yeah, right, a personal touch. So, but Suzanne is the opposite. Suzanne is all... Let's follow up all personal touch. Yes. Let's make sure that they feel comfortable yeah. in their overall experience. And I'm a little bit of a bridge right, right in between. So we work well together as the three of us because I'm basically communicating what Andy does or builds, right? <laughs> right. To, to kind of like to my right. other business partner and, and learning it. And we're all tweaking and adapting. But our, our one system for, let's say, for our best practices is every family that comes to us there's you'll you, there's a system for the tutors to get to check in with the families in advance to get the homework in advance to send a templated email that we've created that says something like hey great working with you today here's what we covered here are major considerations by the way i looked up a few sample videos that i think would benefit you blah 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 right mm. so so check 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 um oh and i noticed that you talked about applying to auburn university today i just wanted to put you in touch with our director of college counseling who may have additional steps or additional things for you right so we do a lot of like little things like that yeah and then from a from a tutoring kind of company uh perspective and then we also have systems in place where um, one of them, we talked about facility usage, mm-hmm. our tutors can book rooms okay. when they go to the facility in advance. Mm. So people aren't on top of each other, uh, right? It's so one tutor, right. one room. We have a booking system that we've set up yeah. where tutors will know in advance who's going to be in the room. Yeah. And we know in advance who's going to be there that day, yeah. right? So if I need to meet with a tutor or stack the sessions, we'll do that. Or if yeah. we need to block off certain rooms. We also have systems where the entire database is logged so parents can log in and see how many hours have actually happened so if you've been working with us let's say for like three or four years you'll have the ability this is actually pretty pretty phenomenal too because we're the only ones that do this right if you're if you're working with us you can log in to your family account which you can theoretically have like multiple children on that family account and the haircut yeah. <laughs> Here he goes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can have multiple people in this family account and then you can log into that student. You can see all that student's session notes gotcha. when working with that tutor. So you'll see all of the hours that were logged. And more importantly, if you're a family and you want to know, Hey, how, how was my daughter performing in math last year? Right. She's, she's got, maybe I'm gonna look at my tutor notes. Yeah. So the families have it there as like a record database and yeah. the tutors have it there for practice tests, diagnostics, performance, et cetera. And it does it just to help streamline communication. Yeah. So you're never, it's like how, how school actually runs. Yeah. Right. Cause if you're a teacher and if you're teaching chemistry and you want to know how, how maybe, you know, Johnny was doing in algebra. Yeah. Normally, you would go talk to Johnny's algebra teacher, right? right? But our tutors are not, right? Our tutors act independently. Mm. So this is a system that we put in place so that way the tutors can kind of communicate with each other and mm. leave progress notes. And the parents love it because yeah. then the parents get alerted <laughs> in terms of if there's any issues or how many hours they've used. And we, that, that system is, is pretty, I mean, from a back-end standpoint, that yeah. system is pretty vital. Yeah. I love that. So... Um, 
talk talk a little bit about when when Goose has his you know his barbers and his business guys mm-hmm. here. We're always yeah. talking about um, you know other barbers or his employees representing him in his business. Right? Yes. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how you select you know the team members that work for you, the tutors, um, and then how they get the information they need to, I guess, represent Embrace Tutor. That's a, that's a really good, I would say anyone doing a business in general, hiring is hiring quality driven, talented and like honest people mm. is the hardest thing to do. Yes. Cause it's really hard to find that the three, right? Where yeah. they're honest, they're driven, they're loyal. Yeah. You know, when you train them, right? You feel as though they're going to also commit themselves to you as much as you're committing to them. That yeah. is, that is a difficult thing for us. We've been very fortunate where I feel like being open and honest with the tutors initially and being forthright and saying, here's how we plan to market you. Here's how we plan to position you. Mm. Yeah. Here is some, here are some subjects we think that would be very advantageous for you, yes. right? We see you tutoring these types of students. Do you have experience in this, you know, this subject area? And many of them, to be fair, like a lot of times tutors will, they'll be teaching eighth grade their entire life, right? Yeah. And, and, then they'll, and then we'll say, well, you know, your experience in mathematics and your experience in reading, and we see that you also work with students with learning accommodations. Do you have experience doing, you know, this test or this test? And they'll say, I've never heard of that test. Yeah. I'm going to say, step into my office, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's teach you this test. Let's show you the ropes. Let's go through the uh, best practices model. We'll give you all the tools that you need to, to basically kick ass because yeah. that's what my job is. Yeah. And then once they feel as though they're in a comfortable position, then they say, yeah, this, this makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, and then we'll take care of all the other details. We'll take care of the onboarding, the finances, the the consultations, the marketing, and then they, and then they'll be like, wow, this is, and when they do well, we will, we'll, we'll honor them with, with raises or incremental pay increases and and things of that nature. So training is a big part of what we do, but culture is also a big part. Mm. Uh, We have a big, you know, are they the right fit for embrace? Are they the right type of tutor? Because there are, there's a lot of people out there that know physics. They may not be for us though. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, right. Uh, Like working with children is, is a, it's an art at the same time and not, not every child is for every tutor or vice versa. So I would, I would say that outside of the craft, doing various things to make sure that the teaching the tutors various techniques where the children feel comfortable and engaged and that they are, you know, that they're progressing, right? They feel they feel like they're engaged and that they're excelling in the information. That is our biggest, uh, you know, that that that's our that's our biggest takeaway. That's what we want to continuously motivate the tutors to do and improve upon. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a a pretty interesting th- thing thing to juggle, right? Like you have the uh, the person who has. I, I, you, we, I, well, we've, we've all seen it where they have their, their resume looks stacked, right? And it's just like, wow, they have all the background and everything yeah, yeah, that yeah. we need. This is yeah. fantastic. But you just, you know, maybe they won't fit into what you all are doing, you know, maybe the culture wise. Yeah. Or we don't, I, I'm not sure if the, you know, it's the right personality. So it's like, there is a lot of boxes that check off. And it's like, yeah. here's the thing it's like, it's not that it's not good, it's just, you'll probably be a better fit for another yes. you know, organization yeah. or business. Yeah. It's not yeah. that it's good or bad. It's just you have to find the right match. We're big, we're big culture people. And I, someone asked me, actually, I don't know if it was a podcast or when I was doing a business presentation at one of the schools, but yeah. someone, someone asked me this question. And yeah. I remember because I had to answer it in less than 
30 seconds. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that good of a job. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but I remember, I remember telling them, I was like, I, cause I watch a lot of basketball yeah. and I listen to basketball podcasts and I'm kind of a little obsessed with it cause I like good leadership and mm. I like good coaches. Mm. And when I first started doing business, that is where I sort of, Oh, what did, what does coach K do? What did Phil Jackson do? And I remember Greg Popovich had a rule where it was the not a spur rule. Okay. Or if this if this person checked every box, they were talented, right? And this this is why they find people like Mono Ginobili and yeah. right other all these other people that people pass up on is yeah. because if I if you're a spur, I can I, right. They have these intangibles yes. of like, what are you going to bring to the table? Are you going to stay after practice? Are you going to work late? Are you going to be a team player? Yeah, right. Uh, are you going to be the sixth man of the year? That's what that's what we need, right? Yeah. We need six man of the year mentality, and who people who would thrive basically anywhere but love what we do and love the children that we work with and they they want to put themselves in that type of position and by being a part of that culture they feel like we thrive together mm. right so we i we do the not a, not a spur mentality there are a lot of people that that apply to us yeah. and after working with them <laughs> they have a very uh that some sometimes and not to go not to go too much into it but every once in a while we'll do an interview where they'll say you know I, I didn't like I didn't like the classroom or I didn't like the kids or I'm leaving this or I want to explore tutoring because yeah. of I didn't like these things and I yeah. say this this I don't know if this is gonna be the right fit yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't know I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if this is gonna be the right fit working <laughs> with our type of audience because right. we we work with people that that sometimes go above and beyond yeah not necessarily the have not 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 jaded right that's not the right word but yeah. we're looking for we're looking for like joyful people yes. at the same time wanting to be in front of the children yeah yeah that's awesome um so you mentioned leadership so i want to talk about our, our last topic here which is leadership what is the importance of good leadership right so there's you know we see it all the time whether it's a small unit a family or a small business with you know one or two employees or even the larger ones the team members more likely than not, are going to mimic what the leader's doing or the leader allows, right? Yes. Um, and so if there's a lot of negativity in the room or gossip in the room and it doesn't sort of get addressed and it just kind of snowballs into sting, that's this person's leader. They allow these things to happen, right? And whether that's good or bad, um, I want to get around communication. So what's good leadership in your mind and then communicating effectively? That's a, that's a, I would, a big part of leadership. Well, first of all, there's many, many different styles of leadership, right? 100%. I think there's, and for anyone that's, that likes leadership or wants to read up on it, I definitely encourage them to read uh, Simon Sinek, Leaders Eat Last, Start With Wise, another fabulous book. There's a number of really good business books out there where I feel like empathy is probably the biggest mm. because... You have to kind of understand a little bit of what your employers are going through, what your customer base is going through, and, and kind of being able to recognize how the individuals you're training or your employees can enhance that experience, right? Especially if you have a service. If yeah. you have some sort of service and they are acting on your behalf, what are ways that you can do or things that you could bring to them so that way they can represent your product or your service better? Yeah. But leadership in general outside of being empathetic and understanding the needs of what your your company needs yeah. is 
I think about just effective honesty and communication. If mm. you can get people to buy into the vision yes. of why they are here and, and not blindside them yeah. with other things. Right? Yeah. So like yeah. you just say yeah. like, this is what we're doing guys. This is the vision. This yeah. is, this is the reason why we're here. And if then, then, you know, you know, if they're not a spur, right? Yeah. That's the idea. And if they can buy into the vision, if you communicate effectively of what that vision is and you give them, uh, you, you give them an opportunity to think outside the box. I tell every one of our tutors, once they're being hired, you know, once you're in, I'd love to sit down with you later on over a cup of coffee and just hear your feedback. Yeah. And you're welcome to be honest and you're that. welcome to, you know, and I tell them right out of the gate, you have a voice in the company mm. because some of the best ideas we've gotten have been from the tutors. Wow. It would be like me hiring a, a, a waitress and saying, in two weeks, I'm going to sit down with you and I want you to tell me everything you think about the front <laughs> of the house, about our service, about our systems, about, about everything. Right. Yeah. And by doing that, they we they immediately were like, "Wow, this is this is great." I yeah. I, I like right. I like the fact that I feel you know valued that mm -hmm. I have an opinion here that I have a voice, etc., and that they're kind of a team player. And then the tutors kind of also collaborate mm. on that in that extent. Where even if I'm not at the facility, they'll check in with each other about, "Hey, which practice test are you doing for what reasons? Which you know how is Sarah performing on your?" you know, ACT or GRE, for yeah. example. Yeah. And that's what I want. I want collective groupthink and for them to be motivated where they are coming up with ideas at the same time and they are thinking of things outside the box in order to better Sarah's experience or the student's experience. Mm -hmm. Because I just want that, I want to promote a culture of, of uh, creativity, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> more, than, more than anything else. Yeah. I want them to be independent leaders of their own but then at the same time realize that they have, they have a voice if they want to circle back. And my job is if they bring, and we, we do like group things and we'll do like webinars and such with just the tutors to kind of collaborate and discuss things. If they bring enough of that to the table and they say, Anthony, I really think we should have diagnostics, you know, that are full question by question breakdowns, or I mm. think we should have a full upgraded system or, mm. Hey, we need a new website. <laughs> sure. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's my, it's my job to deliver on those things. If enough of, of enough of them are addressing that, right? No. I mean, and a small thing here, it would be like, you know, everyone tells Miguel, I really think we should use this new device, yeah. right? Or this new, new, uh, cutter or mm -hmm. this new innovative yeah, I'm obviously sharing my barber ignorance right now. <laughs> but just in general, if enough people are bringing it to the table, like, hey, I think we should try this out. Here's what it's done for my students. Here's what it's done for my people. Then it's our job to kind of follow through and make their lives easier so that way they can then promote it. And, and I personally, and I tell my tutors this, I would not do anything. I do not ask them to do anything that I personally would not do. Right. I've tutored myself, I, I've, or I've tutored for years myself. I've worked with a number of different students. I know exactly what they're going through. So I would not ask them to do anything that I personally, and I think they understand that, yeah. that kind of like, I'm your, I'm your, I may be your boss, but I'm also your teammate in this process. Yes. And what can we do? And sometimes, sometimes they're upset right? yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. if, if a parent is upset or excited. So then, then we'll, uh, we'll mitigate that and we'll say, look, I'm on your team. I'm here to advocate for you, but what can we do collectively to move forward? Yes. Yeah. I love that. One, one last thing that you were talking to made me think of providing your team members because, because we're talking about scaling your business one-on-one, right? 
and there might be someone you hear this all the time it's like oh they they scaled up too soon they mm-hmm. got too big too soon that type of thing so i want you to just provide a little bit of insight on that and also giving your team members the appropriate tools and what i mean is for them to do the job to the scale you want right so like I've seen this all the time where the, the leader or the owner of a business is ready mentally and has the right tools to grow, but they sort of leave everyone else, still use the same tools they're using, but do 10x of what yes. the expectation yeah. is. So maybe the importance of providing your team members with the right tools. Another example of that would be uh, like ongoing education. I remember mm-hmm. you know going in on a facility that they did not you know, ongoing education was sort of on your own. Mm-hmm. So you did not, you know, help facilitate that. So ongoing education yeah. is actually a goal of ours yeah. for this upcoming year because our tutors have been with us for quite some time and we need to do a better job of that, mm-hmm. to, to be fair. But this year, and uh, not to get into too many details, but the SAT is actually changing. It's moving okay. to an entirely digital form. Wow. So okay. we're going to get ready to do a lot of ongoing education. <laughs> of like, yeah. here's what's changing. Here's yeah. what happens. Here's why. Here are the updates and pre-calculus that we need to be aware of. And we will do various uh, seminars and webinars and things in person. I, I personally am a big in-person person. Yeah. I, I, will, I would be happy to do the webinar with all of my tutors, but I find that by checking in with each of them for 30 minutes, they'll get so much more out of that than me doing a big mm-hmm. two-hour you know, to-do about... Uh, and, and granted, it does take longer on my part, but longevity wise, yes. if I check in with them, if I have a chance to, like when we did the onboarding for the, for the full CRM system that we just launched, which is the, the backend management system for anyone uh, listening, I logged in, I checked in with every one of the tutors and I showed them and I walked them electronically how to go through it. But it was a chance for me just to check in with them and yes. just to say hi and say, you know, how is life? How are your students yeah. in general? Yeah. In addition to, by the way, here's this new software that we're rolling out. Um, so when there's moments like that, we will do, I will purposely do kind of individual, you know, check-ins and ongoing education. If there's a broad, hey, this test is changing, we'll do, I'll do a little bit of both. I will, we'll record videos, we'll send it out, we'll even match tutors together yeah. to say this person, our director of academic enrichment is going to walk you through, you know, here's the updates to the GRE or the SAT, et cetera, mm-hmm. because we just want them to feel like they are prepared yeah. right, as best as possible yeah. um, and they're comfortable with, but, but training is training is huge. That's yeah. the, I feel like things fall short and things start to slip through the cracks when the owner, so to speak, and it usually happens a lot with franchises yeah. to, be, to be fair. And yeah. a, lot of, a lot of times it happens with franchises because things get so big and you don't have the ability to pivot or make moves as an owner where you're so hands-on. Yeah. Um, but but in yeah but in general it's a lot of it is just consistent training consistent check-ins consistent touch points yeah more than anything else and then having the right team that wants to be receptive that's the other thing you have to bring in individuals that right. want to be receptive that are a part of the team yes and then do say maybe i should shoot less threes right come to the realization like yeah yes let yes, me step yes, back yeah. a little bit yes maybe maybe i should do this because i am on a new role or a new team or a new test or whatever, right? Whatever it is, but it's just we about had, communicating. We had a uh, a business owner on here who provided um, basketball training, oh, uh, yes. direct basketball training, yeah. like private lessons. 
And to that point, he would say sometimes some clients, it was the parents wanted it more than the child did. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm training the child. So you could probably yeah. attest to this yeah. where sometimes maybe the parent wants their kid to do better than the, you know, than the child. Yeah. And, and it's for their own right. The parent, their parents' intentions are all well. But it's just that you have to work through that. Mm-hmm. Right, because mm-hmm. the kid's the one that needs to go through the training, yes. not necessarily the parent. Yeah, right? a lot of times when, it, and I mean, you talked about marketing earlier, yeah. but we're in a we're in a unique position because the people we market to is not necessarily who we're selling to, right? Mm-hmm. Or not necessarily the person using the experience. Right. It would be like me selling you a car, but but you know, heck, your drives it, right? Yeah. So yeah. And then, yeah. And then he's got to report yeah. back to you to be like, how was it? Yeah. Was it good? Like, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it was great. It's yeah. Speakers, air conditioning, heated seats, it was amazing. And yeah. then I walked in, there was. Gatorade there waiting for me, right? right? right so, right, right. so that's kind of what we're doing. So yeah. we're we're sort of selling both worlds, where yeah. we're we have a we have a whole uh, campaign and customer relations system in place for the parents, mm-hmm. where we're saying, hey, by the way, October first is rolling around. You have, you know, your FASA, yeah. or there's these are things. You know, your son or daughter just want to let you know they may want to start inquiring about letters of recommendation. And we're communicating that calendar, that timeline to the parents, just checkpoints and check-ins. Whereas when with the students, we're going through that actual private tutoring and maybe he's taking chemistry, maybe he's taking Latin, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the parents say, this is great. Well, how can I know more? Well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you know there's a login portal for you where you log in and then you see all of, right, all of progress. his notes and yeah. his yeah. progress. Yeah. And if he ever, if you ever need anything to give back to his teachers, you have it there as a as a yeah. resource. And that's one of the reasons why we've done really well over the years is just communicating, but then training our tutors to make them aware. Hey, here's what the process is going to be, right. and and if you have questions, we are here as a resource, right, to help to help train and sort of help, uh, you know, co- coach you through it. Yeah, essentially. So two things. One. Is there any topic uh, or subject that we we didn't talk about that you wanted to hit upon really quick? And two, if not, um, what's the best way folks can get in uh, contact with you, connect with you, and embrace tutoring? Well, I mean, we've covered a lot, and I yeah. feel like for the for the embrace tutoring <laughs> aspects, people are more than welcome to find me on LinkedIn. I think that would probably be best. So they're obviously welcome to visit the website, which is www.embracetutoring.com. Um, if they want to get in touch with me personally, I would, I would do Anthony Weinkoff on LinkedIn. You're welcome to send me a message. Happy to grab coffee and go into far more detail <laughs> than exactly. the uh, exactly. 50 some odd minutes allow. Um, and then for, for topics, I'm trying to think of, I've tried to make it a, a note this past year to do a lot of personal growth and giving back Love that. and other. So I, I got on this kick where I was, I was reading a business book a day. Or not a day. Well, actually, there were some that I was doing a yeah, day, yeah. which is a little bit too much because life needed to go on. But yeah. uh, probably like a week. So I would yeah. say, you know, probably favorite business books. If you because that, yeah. that's just what's going through my mind yeah, right now. Absolutely. Like the top, however many that I've that I've read. So I think I stopped doing it this past month. But but there was there was a good. I think I did fifteen books in a matter of like twelve weeks. Wow. Yeah, probably even more. I have them on my wow. phone. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a lot, but but yeah. So if if anyone needs a business book recommendation, depending, nice. I'd be I here here you go. I'm your guy. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. All right. Um, 
All right, so we like to wrap things up, and the first one is by Jim Rohn. The major key to your better future is you. And the second one by John Maxwell. The pessimist complains about the win, the optimist expects it to change, and the leader adjusts the sales. Scaling your business 101. In this episode, we have special guest Anthony Weinkoff. We cover topics that range from finding your niche, demographics, dialing in location, logistics, leadership, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Maxwell and Jim Rohn. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.